Welcome to Precepts of Faith. This is Conrad DeFries. And in Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Praise God. The title of the Bible lesson today is uh, Faith's Confession Activates God's Word. Faith, that is apostrophe S, Faith's Confession Activates um, God's Word. So many people, and it, there are times that you pray and you wait for God to answer prayer, um, but you know, it's really, once you get in the Word of God, it is really uh, a prayer of unbelief um, to ask God for something that He's already promised. Um, if He's already promised it, then it's just up to us to receive it. Um, what God has given by promise, uh, a believer, a person born again, can receive by faith. Um, and so it's really up to us to receive the promises. God has already put it in place. He's already given us um, all things to enjoy. He's already paid the price. He's not going to be crucified again, raise from the dead again, conquer Satan again. He's already done all of those things. Um, and once he has promised it, then it's up, it is up to you and I to receive it. Um, in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful. The Amplified Bible says, for the, God, for the word of God is alive and full of power. The word of God is alive and full of power all the time. Actually, truthfully, and we can't just take in this short time, go into detail in all these things, but the power of God is everywhere present all the time. The power of God is everywhere present all the time. We could think of it like a television signal or a radio signal that's in the air. It's there all the time. It's just up to us to get a receiver and to tune in and receive what is already there available. So the power of God is everywhere present all the time. And actually, once you become born again and you, you have Christ in you, the hope of glory, in John chapter 1 and verse 16 it says, And of his fullness have all we received in grace for grace. Really, in your spirit, you have the life of God. You have his wisdom, his strength, uh, his divine guidance, his healing, his prosperity, his victory, his peace, his joy, all the fruit of the spirit. Um, all of these things is in your born-again spirit. Um, it's not like you have to pray and somehow bombard heaven and God way up there, millions, trillions of miles away somewhere, finally will hear from heaven and send an answer. Actually, once you're born again, your spirit and the spirit of God are one spirit. Your spirit, once you're born again, you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your spirit does not sin. You can sin in your soul, sin in your body. But when God the Father looks at you, a born-again believer, 
He sees you as righteous. You may not be walking in all the light. You might not. You might be making some mistakes. But in your spirit, you are wall-to-wall righteousness, wall-to-wall holiness, the holiness that God has put within our spirit, within our inner being, on the inside of us. So you don't sin in your spirit. And you don't go to heaven or hell um, because uh, of your sins. Um, you say, well, your sins will find you out. God's going to punish you because of your sins. You can, you'll certainly lack blessings because if you get into sin. Um, or if you don't get forgiveness of sin, it can cause you lots of problems. Um, but you don't go to heaven or hell because of your sins. Um, you go to heaven or hell because of who you are in. A person, there are just two, we call them federal heads, um, or there's just two trees. Um, you're either in Adam or you're in Christ. Um, in Adam, all die. People will be lost. Um, in Christ, all are made alive. Um, you don't get saved five or ten times a day. You don't get born again, again, and again, and again. You don't get saved and lost and saved and lost. You go to heaven or hell depending on who you are in. In the dispensation of time we're living in, if a person has not received Jesus Christ, then they're still just in Adam. In Adam all die, talking about spiritually. But those that have received Jesus Christ... Whether they're babes in Christ, whether they're maturing, uh, whether they're growing up in Christ and, and obeying and walking in the light of God's Word and the Holy Spirit, um, if they're in Christ, uh, then all are made alive. Um, there's just two ways. In Adam all die, in Christ all are made alive. Um, but then to walk victorious as a believer, as a Christian, as a person that's born again and received Jesus Christ, um, then it's up to us um, to take the steps to activate the power of God that is in the Word of God. Like we said in Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God is quick and powerful. The Amplified Bible says, for the Word of God is alive and full of power. The Word of God does not lack for the power. It just needs to be activated. It's just like a seed. You put a seed into the ground, that seed, until it's put in the ground, it, it is not activated. But within that seed, if it's, if it's a corn seed, then within that seed is the color of the stalk. Within that seed, it'll, it, it determines how many ears of corn, how many grains of corn is on each ear, the tassels, the texture, the taste of the corn, the color of the corn. Everything is within the seed. And so the word of God is likened unto a seed. In 1 Peter 1 and 23, he says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the word of God is like a seed, but you have to sow the seed, plant the seed, water the seed to get it to produce and to grow. And so once God has promised something, once he's given it to us in the word of God, it is not that we don't just pray and pray and pray, 
to try to get God to do something he has already done. He's already died on the cross. He's already risen from the dead. He's already seated at the right hand of the Father. He's already made provision. He has already given unto us all things that pertain to our life, naturally, and to godliness spiritually. So it's up to us then to take the Word of God and sow the seed to get it activated, and that's what we're talking about here today. Faith, 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 faith's confession activates the power that is in God's Word. Like we said, that power is always there. The, the power of God is everywhere present all of the time. And on the inside of you, like in John chapter 1 and verse 16, it says, And of his fullness have all we received grace for grace. When you got born again, you received the life of God on the inside of you. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 27, he talks about to whom God would make known the riches of the glory of this mystery, which has been hid from ages past, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now that you're born again, you have the life of God on the inside of you. You have his healing power. You have his prosperity power, his wisdom, his faith, his love, um, his strength, his divine guidance. Um, you have all of these things on the inside of you, and now it's up to you and I to activate them. It's up to you and I to learn to sow the seed of the word of God um, and cause that word of God to be activated. The power is already there. The work has already been done. Jesus said it's finished. He's already accomplished all of these things, um, and he has provided them for us, and he has given us the fullness uh, of his grace when we receive Jesus. He comes and lives on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is there revealing and opening Christ and the inheritance, the covenant that God has given us. Um, he's given it to us, but it's up to us to activate it. It's up to us to receive it. It's up to us to, you might say, like he told them in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 1, wherever you put the sole of your foot, I'll give it to you. He says, I've given you the land, but you've got to go in and possess it. You've got to possess it. And, you know, it's not just possessing it with physical strength or, or loud shouting or something, but just learning the ways of God to receive it by faith, to receive it by resting in him, receive it by casting your care upon him, receive it by, he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, you know, and in the... Uh, Message Bible, in one part of that, he says, um, uh, talking about uh, unforced rhythms of grace. Um, in other words, just receiving um, what God has already done, um, but we're free moral agents. He leaves the choice um, up to us. Uh, he leaves that decision up to us. Um, 
And so we're talking about how to activate the power that is in God's Word. In Romans chapter 10, beginning with verse 6, it says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up again from the dead. He says, but what saith it? Now notice this here. What saith it? The word, who is the word? The word is Jesus, isn't it? What are we looking for? We're looking for the word. Where is the, where is the quickening power? Where is the, the, the word of God is alive and full of power? Jesus is called the word of God. But what saith it? The word, Jesus the power of God, the word of God. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Notice where is the word? It's in our heart and then it's in our mouth. Everything comes and it begins with salvation. And we're going to look at that ninth and tenth verse. He says, that if thou shalt confess um, with thy mouth um, the Lord Jesus, um, first you speak it with your mouth, and shall believe in thine heart um, that God hath raised him from the dead, um, thou shalt be saved. The greatest miracle that you'll ever experience um, is the miracle of salvation. How do you get it? Um, Believing it in your heart and speaking it with your mouth. Um, that brings the Word of God to you. You don't have to beg God. Uh, you don't have to plead and, and carry on and trying to bombard heaven to get God to do something. He's already provided it, um, and he is as near to us. Um, the Word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth um, and in thy heart. Um, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want you to notice that word unto here in these verses. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. You don't get the righteousness or the salvation first. You, you believe it and you speak it first unto salvation and that includes everything salvation includes deliverance victory everything that god has is all inclusive in that greek word sozo um an unto salvation so not only the new birth um, not only getting born again um, but everything that god has um, he is giving it to us um, through our believing it with our heart and speaking it um, with our mouth. Um, how are we going to get it? Faith's confession activates, uh, praise God, activates the power that is in God. Well, I'm just not a talker. Well, you need to become a talker. You need to be get. You, you've got Christ in you now, and he, he makes you an overcomer. 
Now you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Well, I'm just timid. Well, I'm, I'm just shy. Well, I'm, I, I'm just not an outgoing person. Well, I'm, I, it's just hard for me to express myself. Well, praise God, we have good news for you. Now Jesus, the Holy Spirit himself, is on the inside of you, the greater one. He will help. You've got a helper now. You've got one that you can do all things through him that strengthens you. Praise God, you can be an overcomer. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus now. He's not expecting you to do things in your own ability, in your own human effort and human strength. But now he has come to live and dwell on the inside of you. You have become the temple of God. He, he, he is with you, but he is in you. Praise God. He never leaves you. You may not feel him. You may not have that emotional experience all the time. But praise God, we don't go by those feelings. God does not want us to be led by emotions and led by human feelings. He wants us to be led by the Word of God, led by the inward witness. When God talks to us and ministers and speaks to us, he's not going to do it with our human mind or our human body. He's going to communicate spirit to spirit. We must learn to listen and be sensitive um, into our heart, to our inner being, to the hidden man of the heart. Um, that's where God is going to lead you. Some people are looking for something, some great uh, manifestation. They're, they're looking for, uh, you know, some great spectacular something. But God will lead you by that still, small voice in your born-again human spirit. Praise God, you are never alone. He is always right there with you. We'll look now in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. He says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. In other words, we get in the word of God and we believe it. It's not enough to believe it. It's absolutely important to believe it. But we get it and we believe it and we speak it. We have believed and therefore speak. It's important to get the word of God in your mouth. Amen. Faith's confession, what faith declares, what faith speaks, that is what is going to cause it to come alive. Mark eleven twenty two says, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Literally, the translation is, have God's kind of faith. Have the faith of God. How does God's faith work? You're his child now. You're his offspring. You're born of him. He lives on the inside of you. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're in the family of God. You've been born of God now. So his, you're going to have his kind of faith, and this is the way his kind of faith works. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, um, 
but shall believe. What are you going to believe? Well, I just believe God. Well, that's good. Well, I'm just going to believe God can do whatever he wants to. Well, okay. But that's not what this verse says. He said, but shall believe. What are you going to believe? But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He's going to have whatever he saith. Not what somebody else says, not just what God wants to do, but you're going to end up um, believing and receiving what you say. That's what he says you're going to receive. Verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, um, what things um, soever ye desire when ye pray. Now when you pray, you have to say him. In this verse, it's talking about prayer. Verse 23, prayer's not in that verse. You can say the word of God and receive it without prayer. Verse 23 just says, if you say and believe you'll have what you say, and you're going to be saying according to God's word, you're going to get in agreement with his word when you say it. You're going to be saying what he says. So you can say it in verse 23, or you can pray it in verse 24, and he says, and you shall have them. You're going to have those things if you believe you receive it when you pray. You don't say, well, I have it. Now I'm going to say I have it. No, it's confession unto salvation, not confession or declaring I have it after you receive it, but before you receive it. Joshua 6 and verse 2, see, Joshua, see with the eye of faith, see with the hidden man of the heart, see I have, past tense, given Jericho into thy hand and all the mighty men and the king thereof. See, before they ever crossed Jordan, Joshua, can you see yourself with it? You've got to see it unto salvation. You've got to get an image of that victory on the inside of you. Get an image of you having that promise. See yourself with it. Put the sole of your foot upon it. How do you do that? You do it by believing it with thine heart and speaking it with thy mouth. John 15 and verse 7. If ye abide in me, praise God, you're born again. You're in him, aren't you? In my words... Abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. This word ask here in this case, if you look it up in your Greek and so forth, you'll find it's not a prayer in this case. Um, this word ask means to demand what is rightfully yours. Um, you're not demanding God to do it, but you're demanding the circumstances to line up with the Word of God in your life. You're demanding the things around you. You're demanding the plan of God that the devil's trying to throw off track. You're commanding what belongs to you. You're declaring what God has already said. You're being like Abraham. You're changing your name. Now he's got an H in his name, Abraham. Ham, he's got the H, the the the, the dominant, um, uh, most in, the the middle valve uh, of Jehovah Yahweh. You've got God's name. Now you've got God on the inside of you. Now you're taking His word and speaking what it says. You're going to receive um, 
and activate uh, the Word of God um, by what you declare God's Word says. You're going to believe it with your heart um, and speak it with your mouth. Um, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1, um, Wherefore, holy brethren, um, partakers uh, of the heavenly calling, um, consider. We need to consider Jesus. Consider him. We consider the circumstances. We consider our feelings. We consider what somebody thinks. But let's consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Literally, that word means confession. The same word in the Greek for profession here is the same word that we went through there in Romans chapter 10 Verses 9 and 10, confession unto salvation. It's the, it's the same identical word. Jesus is the high priest. He's the apostle and high priest of what? Of what we declare. If we declare we're victorious, uh, then he's declaring. He is the apostle and the high priest uh, of our profession or the high priest uh, of our confession. Job 22, verse 28 Praise God for every scripture. He said, Thou shalt also decree a thing. Who's going to do it? Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. He'll show you the way to go. I like the Amplified Bible and some of the other translations. He says, You shall decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. What are you going to decide? You're going to get in agreement with God. God already says you can do all things through him. He's already said by whose stripes you were healed. He's already said you have the mind of Christ. You just get in agreement with him. You just decide and decree what God has already said, just like Abram did it was a tremendous move of faith before he ever had Isaac, before Sarah was ever pregnant with Isaac. And, and he, he took a huge step of faith, and he said, My name is no longer Abram. My name is Abraham. I am the father of a multitude. He began to decree it and speak it and believe it unto salvation, unto victory. That's God's way. And it's just learn, we have to learn how to sow the Word of God, just like we learn to sow seed in a garden or in a field and reap a harvest. And God has given us all these natural things to understand so we can look at those and understand spiritual things. We see how natural seed works, and then we see how spiritual seed, the seed of the Word of God. You sow the seed, you reap the harvest. You water the seed, you take care of it, it produces it will do the producing, and it will bring forth the harvest. Well, praise God. Remember Mark 9 and 23? He says, All things are possible to him that believeth.